0: Hey there, horror fans, Evil Eddie here. Hey, if you happen to be browsing your way through and you like what you hear, please hit subscribe, leave us a five star review. You listeners are what keep us cranking them out, so, hope you enjoy the episode and we'll talk to you soon. Get sex, get sex, get what's Get sex, get sex, get sex, sex, or sex. Are you ready? Sixteen six four six four six 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 I'm a shark uh, Oh the <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ladies and 66.6 The Horror, welcome to the podcast where we address and stress and obsess over everything that is horror. I. <laughs> you sound like a tugboat. Horror. <laughs> That's what I was going oh, for, okay, dude. Go. Jaws, I was just diving right in. Yeah, dive. Oh. All right, but yeah, I'm Hell's Hooligan. Hi! Hi! And uh, I got these fucking dudes, man. One here, one there. His name's Lynn Leatherface. This fucker's name is Evil Eddie. Hi, uh, mateys. <laughs> I just can't do it, Captain. I do have the bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, motherfuckers. What you guys want to talk about today? You guys want to like, cover like a summer type movie? You know what, man? I've been so goddamn bored... Yeah. You know, we were fucking, we went to the Overlook Hotel. It was cold as shit
2: there, man. I like it. You you like the cold? I'm more of a mountains person. Yeah. Give me the mountains over the beach.
1: Well, you know, okay, I do like the mountains. I like the snow. It's fine with me. But you know what, dude? My balls were like climbing inside my body. They're They're always that
2: way. (laughs) Don't lie. Okay. You're, you're right. But the first time I met you, it was awkward. You said, hey, will you check this out? You dragged me into the men's restroom. You're like, is this normal? You're like, where's your balls? <laughs> and I knew from then we'd be lifelong friends. Yeah. It just looked like Alf. Like the, <laughs> the fucking... <Yeah. laughs> You look like a Ken doll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a eunuch.
1: <laughs> All right, but you know what? I I'd like to go on a fucking vacation, boys. Can okay. we please like hit like? Can we go to a beach, man? Summertime, like it's beginning of summer. I could use some fucking some uh, vitamin D, man. You know, let's get some some rays a popping. Get that tan going. Idea. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a good idea. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Wanna hit a beach?
0: Yeah. Florida.
2: Mmm. Oh, Mexico. Gulf shores. Alabama.
0: Gorgeous mm. beaches there. Yeah.
1: California No, I'm thinking mm, maybe. maybe, maybe California? No, I okay. could go No, 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 no I'm thinking more east coast Let's go up to uh, New Carolina's. England No, no, New England. England No, New England New England New England, New England okay. boys well, whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Nothing screams sunny Yeah And fucking beautiful weather Than the coast oh, of New I'll, England I'll do you one better Why don't we go to Canada? Yeah Yeah uh, do we go to, How about we go yeah. to the
2: coast of Omaha? Yeah <laughs> Yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good choice
2: <laughs> guys, I just
1: I'm in the mood for some chowder. Okay. I want some chowder. You well, know, why did you just say that?
0: Why did you have to use the hey, front did- of sunny beaches? Yeah, at this time of year, we should be okay. I'm
1: trying to sell you guys on it. I know you fuckers don't want to go up there, but I, I do. Know, I
0: love I, these folks. I, 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 I'm That's
2: down like, to go. Yes, yes.
1: Okay. I'm up to go. I'm DTF. <laughs> You're DTF? Yeah. Down to fly? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Well, I I bet you there's some really fucking great deals on flights right now, seeing as how, like, no one's flying. (laughs) Well, there's not,
2: because no one's flying. I Uh, was trying to milk you for all you got.
1: Um, (laughs) alright. You
2: know what? Money's not an issue. Let's just just do it. Let's just do it.
0: Okay, so we'll head up to... What are you thinking, like? What, do you want to head over to the main event first? Um...
1: Sure. But we had to get off the fucking plane and then get on a little boat, little charter yeah. boat, bring us over here. I don't know, man. That was kind of a bitch getting here. It kind of was. But it was worth it.
2: Look how not sunny it is.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But I know that chowda's is around here yeah, somewhere. Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: Yeah. But what's the first thing you guys want to do? I say,
2: let's rent a tape. That's yep. what we do. We go to locations and find weird
0: video stores and we get suggestions from the locals so we came all the way over here just to rent a tape. We're gonna nice. eat some chowder. Right, we're some gonna, chowder. We we'll get some chowder. We'll getting, gonna, by all means, we're in fucking New England, yeah. where there's lighthouses and all this scenery. <laughs> but yeah, let's go. All to this history. <laughs> yeah. We could go see Paul Revere's <laughs> place, but nope, we'll go to the video store. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> all right settled all right, all right cool. but did you guys see
1: that video store when we came in uh, yeah. on the harbor is like i think it's just called straight up it was called harbor video. video
0: yeah, yeah. harbor yeah. video let's so go.
1: let's check that out just a little i check. don't think
0: there's many other options <laughs>
2: I wouldn't probably imagine not more than one. probably
1: not around yeah. here but let's go check that out and, and see what's up
2: Man, what is it with these video stores and creaky doors? Now? I don't know. I don't I don't know. know.
1: Nobody <laughs> heard of fucking WD 40? <laughs> yeah, I don't so know. Nice. Who's that guy over there? Let's go talk to him. Ooh, he he looks, looks crusty. He does look crusty. <laughs> I bet he's got some good
0: recommendations, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, hey, I, welcome to Haba Video. I'm Bobby. How Bobby. Can I help you? Bobby. Hey, huh. Bobby. Hey. So we're here
2: on the coast of, uh, of Mass, New England. And uh we were looking for a tape to rent, something to get us in the in the in the mood of being on the coast, right? Yeah. A uh, summer yeah. movie, man. Summer movie. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you're
0: looking you're looking for something wicked pisser, huh? Wicked Wicked- I'm sorry, yeah. what? Wicked w- pisser. W- oh. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Chattle heads <laughs> wanna rent a video of what? Yeah. Uh yeah. Do you know
2: what he's fucking saying? He said a piss movie. No, I don't want that. A what? No, I don't I want something that you just <laughs> what, what? Yeah, not a piss movie. A what? Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, not a piss movie. A what? Oh Lord, have mercy! Do you have anything that has to do with the ocean and the summer? I mean, summer, a summer swimming. B- a block- summer blockbuster, perhaps. Yeah.
0: Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Let me, yeah, let me see what I got here. I got uh, a humanoids from uh, deep, huh? No, no, I know, no. not that. Uh, uh, Finding Nemo, huh? Yeah, no, Some. Oh, oh wait, I got a classic for you, Meg. Ryan? Meg? Ryan? Oh, let's move on. Um, okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, we got uh, creative. That's the creature. <laughs> well, uh, why don't you take some Mobycock? I will not <laughs> take <laughs> some Mobycock. Yeah, and that that I sounds like be...
2: another. <laughs> that sounds like a piss movie. Yeah, it does sound like a piss a movie. What? You <laughs> oh, Lord, here God. we go. Did he say Mobycock? <laughs> Dude, you just, think he means
1: movies. He called the dick cock. Good lord. <laughs> All oh. right, one, okay, one more, anything else that you might recommend other than the fucking dumb ones
0: you just, I'm sorry, Bobby, but the dumb ones you just said? Yeah, uh, you know what, there's this uh, 1977 blockbuster called uh, uh, Hella Jaws, but it came out a few years before that, I think. And I want to
2: watch the original Jaws. 1975.
0: 1975. That- <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's 1977, trust me. I know movies. <laughs> well,
2: it sounds like you do, obviously. So I tell you what, we'll take the tape, right? Maybe. Well, maybe we should. Well, maybe I tell you what, <laughs> the back. Let's, let's do what we normally do. We'll flip it over and we'll we'll see what this movie claims it has to offer. Good idea. Jaws is one of the greatest box office attractions in the history of motion pictures. Director Steven Spielberg has brought Peter Benchley's best-selling novel to the screen with stunning power and unbearable suspense. Roy Schreider, Richard Dreyfuss, and Robert Shaw are the perfectly cast gentlemen as all three become allied in a life and death situation and hunt to destroy a killer embodying nearly three tons of instant, white, death. Screenplay by Peter Benchley and Carl Gaultlieb. Jaws. This summer's suspenseful blockbuster. No, I think this movie is exactly what we're looking for.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you the want one, just uh, go ahead and take this fucking video, huh? Yeah, we'll take it. Alright, All right, cool. Wait, wait, hey, I'll I, I tell you what. You bring it back with wine. I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you out of your fucking mind? I, I tell you what, if you, if you fucking happy bastards don't bring back this taper wound, I'll, I'll hang you up by your Buster Browns. <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered what that meant. A Buster Browns? I guess they're shoes. I guess so, I don't like know. Or brown balls. You know what, this fucking No, No, they're, they're exactly what you think they sound like. Oh, that may confuse me even more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm really like I don't. I don't Bobby, you're kind of a you're kind of get sleeping
0: bags, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Get the sleeping bags. You take out on the beach right before you go and bang in the fucking sand.
2: The, and, a and, Buster, and you
0: got some pecan sandies, huh? Okay,
2: got pecan sandies. Yeah, this dude, Buster Browns. This dude has lost. His ever loving mind. I don't. Why know. is it that hey, every dude, every video store we go into, the the proprietor is a fucking psycho? I don't yeah, know, dude. Do when that? do we ever? Brought back a tape that wasn't rewound. Maybe once.
1: Uh, maybe twice. I don't know. Is that fucking Martha? Is the one that? Hey, Martha.
2: What?
0: Hey, Martha. She owns the island. She's my mother.
2: Oh,
1: Lord. We can't oh, God. Martha McGee.
0: We can't... What? Martha McGee? Wait, your name is
1: Bobby <laughs> McGee? <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, fuck you. I, I, don't, I don't like that.
1: <laughs> All right. And your dad is Yoid McGee? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bobby, why don't hey, you the just... How uh, you know my father? I don't know. Why don't you just take another little piece of my heart, Bobby? Yeah. You know? hey, come hey, on. Brother.
2: Fuck,
0: fuck, come, on.
1: Fuck come, on, come on, come on. You vibing in a Mercedes bin, Bob. Bobby. <laughs> hey,
0: you know what? You, you fuckers here, get the fuck out of my store, bring the fucking tape back around. This movie's fucking pissa. Wicked fucking pissa. I don't understand. Like, there's a piss on this tank. Uh, yeah, it's like that's that's unsanitary, dude. it's yeah, yeah. gross.
2: Especially these days, Just, you should know better. Yeah, hey. I
1: don't. No, man. Okay, we're gonna get the fuck out of here. Yeah, buddy. let's do it. Uh, let's it's, get on with it. Yeah, okay. get the fuck
2: out of
0: here. Okay. All right,
1: Eddie, come on, man, let's go. <laughs> all right, hey, I'm coming. All right, Eddie, hey. cool. who's
2: been really quiet? Yeah, he's been super quiet.
1: Okay, all right, cool. All right, guys. So Jaws. Jaws. Jaws, baby. 1975. Jaws.
2: Steven Spielberg. League of Its Own.
0: Uh, like the, the, like the Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks movie, Madonna, Roseanne. Fucking ridiculous! No, the movie itself is consistently <laughs> a league in its own.
2: That's a good movie.
0: Yeah. That is a good movie. I do love that movie. I love softball movies. That's my favorite. I, I, oh, That's I thought a, you just like softballs. I knew he liked softballs, dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, Jaws, dude. I yeah. mean, okay,
1: so we we picked this movie because it's the beginning of summer. Uh, this is the 45th anniversary of Jaws yeah, this just year.
2: A, uh, what a few months or a month ago,
1: something like that. Yeah, in May, I which coincidentally we did Shining uh, last week. Oh no, actually,
2: The movie came out in June 20th. So it, I mean, in theaters. So it's oh, very- so we're coming up we're on coming the 45th. up on it. Wow, ah,
1: very cool. Yeah, well, and, yeah. and it was the 40th anniversary of The Shining, which we did Crazy. last week. So yeah, very cool stuff, man. We're uh, and we didn't even realize that it's just coincidental. Mm, yeah, pretty. Cool. It really is. Yeah, it really. Yeah, but. Cool. Jaws, not your typical horror movie. Not at all, no. Yeah, But I think that there's enough horror elements, uh, enough suspense in this movie Absolutely. that we can classify it into the, the horror category. Yeah. So
2: your cre- uh, creature of animal horror, nature horror. Nature
1: horror. And I mean, this is more, of a, more or less an adventure movie, I, yeah. I think. But it's great, man. I mean, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. No doubt. Um, And I, I'm sure a lot of people would agree with that. This was yeah, just yeah. a, a fucking solid movie all around. Yes.
2: Um, so thumbs up, thumbs down?
1: Absolutely, man. Uh, for me, most definitely two thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up. Thumbs yeah. up for sure. Thumbs
0: up for me, too. Yeah. Cool.
1: So, you know, and and for our podcast, you know, we always choose these movies that we typically enjoy. Um, lately, we've been covering just one or two movies in our podcast. We will get back to our kind of our original format of, of like three movies. Yeah. And a lot of times we're going to choose movies that we haven't seen, so... Don't think that it's always going to be a thumbs up. You know, we're definitely going to try and do some...
2: Yeah, seminalim- I mean, life just kind of grunt. presented this to us. It's kind of like this... Ha- organically, we had a little bit of a schedule. We were like, hey, we're going to cover this, this, mm-hmm. this. But we also gave ourselves grace and liberty to detour from that. Yeah. And this was, this was one that we thought we need to cover it. Being that it's, you know, summertime and... It's yeah, dude. dude. This is a
1: perfect summer movie. Uh, I've seen this movie so many times. Uh, you know, I had this on VHS when I was a kid. Mm. Used to watch that a lot. Um, it's just a good one, man. It's a really good. And okay, would you guys agree with me that uh, after watching this movie, at least for the first time when you were a kid, did you have a hard time swimming in the swimming pool?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, so. I I think for me and the and the spectrum of things that that are frightening, uh, the deep ocean underwater that to me is some of the scariest stuff for me it's it still frightening you talk about chasing that dragon what scares you with horror films and things like that nothing really you're kind of immune to it not with this dude something about the unknown depths of the ocean what could come to the shore uh shark i mean all of it's fucking frightening mm-hmm.
1: yeah very absolutely. real
2: very real fear.
1: Yeah, you know, I have a fear of sharks. I'm also extremely fascinated by them. Uh, I think they're an amazing creature. You know, they're they're prehistoric. Prehistoric. Uh, It's it's just really cool. I was fortunate enough, uh, I got to go uh, to Bora Bora a few years back, and I went uh, open water, like, snorkeling with them. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't have my diving license at the time, so I wish I could have gone deep and and seen them a little bit closer. I mean, not that they weren't right there by you. Right. And, dude, these were uh, reef sharks. They were... 12 to 15 foot, I, I believe. I mean, this was... I remember, you know, this is I've gone cage diving since then mm-hmm. uh, with other sharks, but this was the first time I tried it, and it was like, that was a first stop. It was like one of those things where it was an all-day excursion yeah. like, oh, where, sure, you know, sure. it, was the, it was like sharks and then stingrays and something else. Yeah. Anyways, this was the very first stop in the morning, and it was like... We got out there, and there was probably, I don't know, maybe 10 people on the boat total. Yeah. And, dude, you could see these fucking sharks just just circling the boat, and everybody just diving on in, like, (laughs) no big fucking deal. I'm going, what the fuck have I got myself into? Yeah, what have Uh, they done? What are the absolute, if not the coolest experience of my life? I'm sure. When I was in the water, it was, it was, like... Just insane. It was the coolest thing. So yeah, I've got a chance to swim
2: with dolphins, and they—I mean—to the point where they—they train these dolphins to push you across the water. Oh, cool! And and this was when I was younger, and I remember one of the guides saying that they used—I don't think it was Jaws, uh, because I haven't read or seen anything since. But and I've done research, but they said that they trained dolphins to push people across the water. I guess maybe it wasn't Jaws specifically, but in sh- movies where there's a shark attack, because the way that they can push people across the water, mm-hmm. it looks like a shark can be dragging you across the water. Oh, right. So they'll use do- trained dolphins to do that. Even getting in the water with a dolphin who's not going to do anything to you uh, was a bit unnerving at first. I mean, you're up there close and personal with these animals, so I can't, I, I can't imagine sharks.
1: Yeah, and the funny thing is you talk about like training uh, an aquatic... Yeah, uh, you know, animal yeah. uh, to try and do things. Uh, in the the making of Jaws, they talked about assuming that they'd be able to train sharks <laughs> <not> <laughs> to be right. able to do this. Uh, they found out pretty quickly that that wasn't an option. Not an apex You can't predicate. train a shark, yeah, especially a great white. <laughs> so <laughs> wow, um, <laughs> that blows my mind. Right. They tried. They tried, but uh, you know, unbelievable, uh, crazy. So that's when they had to go with the mechanical shark known as Bruce. Bruce. Uh, Bruce A. Uh, but yeah, it's very cool uh, how they how they made this movie. Uh, the shark is really cool looking. Um, yeah, I think it has
2: a, its own personality, really. Well, it certainly I mean, does. doesn't look
1: like a real shark, yet yeah, it does look like a real
2: shark. I don't know, uh-huh. That's cool. I think that, you know, mine is since we're on the subject of Bruce and the mechanical shark. You know, Steven Spielberg has said that they were actually relatively lucky that the shark wasn't functioning the way that they should because the lack of the shark being on screen for so long created this suspense. So, I mean, it, it wasn't... The mechanical shark they built, you know, 12 tons, huge huge piece of machinery, it wasn't really cooperating with them, but it added to the suspense of the movie. And he says that because it didn't work, that's what made the movie feel so... so well, it's the unknown. Yeah. It leaves it up to your imagination. You're almost an hour in before you... Really you see it. ...see him. it, really. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, he said if we made this movie now... Of course, you're going with the CG. You're going all these different things. It wouldn't have that same feeling of no. the build up of a fear, and it is the unknown. I mean, that's what makes the the ocean so scary. You don't know what's going to swim up to the shore. And, yeah, absolutely. There. There's yeah. a lot of unknown factors with it. I,
1: I think that their schedule allowed for like. I don't know, I think it was like 50, 60 days on on set or something like that. They ended up going 150 yeah, days. It like so, almost double what they did. This was tens of thousands of dollars every single day they had to go on. But it, Steven Spielberg was insistent upon
2: filming in the Atlantic Ocean. He wanted to film not on, on a set. He wanted to be in the ocean. And I, I think up to that point, not many films had taken on that. If any. If any. Most yeah. of them were filmed in a back lot or maybe you know the background on a beach somewhere, but in the water, with the cameras on a boat, right. just that had never been taken on before.
1: As a matter of fact, I thought it was funny because they were saying, I mean, there's all these, you know, real life elements happening out there on the ocean, sailboats would come into frame. Right. And, you know, they take fucking forever to get out of frame. Of course. So they would see other sailboats coming, and they, and, um, and Steven Spielberg was talking about how he would have to make the choice of, do we shoot now? We shoot have about now. a seven minute window, window or so yeah. to, to shoot this mm-hmm. next scene, mm-hmm. or we re-anchor uh, and and that takes like an hour and a half to two hours every time you do it. So there's so many things. There were certain days that they had everything set up. yet the sun would move over to the other side of the, the right. You know the sky. Uh, it was all for nothing. Huh? It was all for nothing. They'd be like, we we can't even they, shoot can't today. Shoot wow. So, Same thing with yeah. the
2: the Kitner boy dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the young actor when he goes out there and uh, he's swimming out on the little yellow life raft. They had a rigged a small little explosion to happen, or tiny just to release, you know uh, the blood and everything of him being attacked. Well, apparently he when they did it, he didn't react the right way. All this blood's in the water. Mm-hmm. And they had to wait like two or three hours through the tide to wash all that blood in to reshoot it. And by the time they did, the, the lighting had changed. So they finally changed how they approached that shot. But I mean, little things like that, right? When you're shooting in the elements, you're kind of this guerrilla-style like filmmaking where you're actually out there. I think not only adds to the realism of it, uh, but I think that you learn really quickly. It's like, this is not going to be our average run-of-the-mill shoot. Absolutely. Which is why it went twice as long. Yeah. yeah.
1: Isn't that the beauty of older films, though? They, they Fucking were, they l- did shit like that. They did shit. They were limited back then. Uh, they had no computers to, to do things. I mean, they talked about how just with the sailboats alone... Uh, they could have taken out digitally nowadays, but they couldn't yeah. do that back then. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think there's a, a respect for older filmmaking that you just don't really see as much hey, anymore. Hey, so much
2: showed that there was uh, a book written. I think it was called The Filming of Jaws or something like that, but it is like... You talk you you hear people say that it was the oh the making of jaws and it's a book literally written about the making of jaws it was their bible I mean Eli Roth and different filmmakers nothing I'm I Eli know what you're Rocking talking about me, yeah but like that oh Steven Soderbergh different ones like that was their bible that was how they and it's and it really is it is a movie that I think inspired other directors to get into film I mean it's, it's that it's that influential I think that it 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 does things that most other horror films Don't do or have never done
0: And films in general It's also like made for Films to kind of follow suit Like Halloween Of course It's pretty much A very similar movie Right right. That's kind of true I didn't think of that I mean this is is a
2: fucking slasher At
0: the end of the day It It is is a slasher You
1: know But almost A family friendly movie Isn't that something too? Almost, just not quite. I mean, it's it's there. I I mean, I watched it as a kid, scared the fuck out of me. But I still, I mean, my it wasn't like my parents weren't allowing me to watch it. I mean, the movie's rated PG. Rated PG. It it's
2: it's violent without being really violent, right? I mean, you got a leg floating, uh, decap a head. It's been you see the gore, but it's. It's um, purposeful. It's tasteful. It's, it's tasteful. almost like a nature channel, like it, documentary. And it, the movie, in a way, feels like a documentary. Yeah. I think because they went to the island uh, off the of Martha's Vineyard, they filmed, used a lot of local people. They um, did, yeah. You know, so it almost has a documentary, nature documentary feel to it, which is really crazy. That uh, that it, uh, I, it, I don't know. It doesn't feel dated either. I mean. I no, it doesn't, man. Yeah. I was watching
1: it, and I was like, I feel like it's still there. I mean, hell, this movie came out more than 10 years before I was born. Right. Uh, I mean, like 13 years, I believe. Right. And so I'm like, damn, dude, that's that's crazy to think that a movie that's uh, out on its 45th anniversary, it's yeah. still relevant. Right. 75 1975.
2: And this really was,
1: yeah. I believe, like the first real summer blockbuster.
2: It was, and that was intentional. Yeah. They only, so initially they were going to put it out in six close to 700 theaters and the studio was like no we're gonna do 400 and it was genius uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name that made that call he said I want there to be lines of people in front of the theaters to get in to see this he goes you can't buy you can't have better marketing he goes I want it to have a bit of scarcity to it so let's reduce it down to 400 theaters uh, to sort of get some hype around the movie so they, they reduced the number of theaters it was released in and you're right the first summer blockbuster by all accounts that that term had never really been thrown around before yeah. summer blockbuster but, but it started it was that trend. the movie that everyone had to see and I and I by all accounts a lot of people that have seen it uh, that Saltman was in theaters multiple screens they went multiple times yeah I and mean, that was the first time they said I went and saw that movie several times I like, could see you know, that
1: I would have done the sure, same sure absolutely yeah absolutely well, so guys, let's go around. Uh, let's talk about some likes and dislikes. So, absolutely, uh, Lynn, let's go ahead and start us off with it. man. what do you what, is, what do you love about this
0: movie?
2: Robert Shaw. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would say that is he, you know. So it's it's funny. I had no idea that that whole scene about the U.S. Indianapolis was not in the novel. And as a matter of fact, that whole discussion that he that monologue is. By far and away, my one of my favorite monologues in all of film. That whole situation, real life, really happened. That was classified information, so when the novel came out in 74, that that part was not in there. Mm-hmm. That was declassified. Steven Spielberg read about it and said, that's Quinn's, that's his motivation, that's his art, that's part of his story. Yeah. So they adapt, they put it into the movie, and I just don't... I mean the movie let's just say you didn't have Robert Shaw you didn't have Quent. you had someone I don't know he to me makes this movie he's it's like there's the shark and then there's him mm-hmm. he is just so fantastic I would have to say he's probably my favorite thing about this movie I've watched this movie I don't know how many times being someone that's done some acting before the subtlety that he brings to the character are just amazing it, it, yeah, it's just absolutely even that amazing. scene
1: when yeah. when he talks about the the um, the war story. Yeah, um, it's like they're joking around, and then all of a sudden he he gets serious. He,
2: I mean, it, it, you see it. Everything changes. His body language, the way that he reaches over and he pats uh, Hooper on on the shoulders, like no, 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 that wasn't. I don't know. The the I think it was a really really bold choice to kill him off because. It's like no, and you see that it's like no, he can't die. Um, yeah,
1: but damn, what but they, a, it's impactful—a a very uh, brutal way to go. I mean, that the last time that that Bruce really chomps down, and then the blood kind of spits out of his mouth and he's gone. It's just yeah, like wow, it's crazy. But that is definitely Speaking of, I want to want to kind of uh talk about that. If you notice in this movie, uh they try to reduce the amount of red in this movie. No one's really wearing red clothing. I think you see a couple of people wearing red swim trunks right. uh in the beginning, but they really wanted it's to minimal. focus all the red on the blood. On the blood. On the ah. blood. So, pretty cool stuff.
2: Um okay, so Robert Shaw was really what kind of makes it, this movie dude, for you? It just he's so great and uh I think the acting in general. I think the the the, the triple R's, man. You have uh, Richard Dreyfuss, Robert Shaw, and uh, Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider. I mean, they're just a fantastic trio, uh, and they all have their place. I mean, you have your, you you uh, you have all different. You have the the rich sort of young whippersnapper and and Dreyfus and then you have the kind of everyday man who's afraid of the going the, to the water but he's the one that actually ends up fucking killing the isn't dark. that
1: crazy he's aquaphobic and, and, and he's the one that yeah. just and
2: so you relate to him in a way because like Or if if you don't live on the coast, like, he's kind of, like, he's from New York, he's from the mainland, and, like, that would be, like, me being, like, oh, hey, we're gonna get on a boat and go hunt a shark. We're gonna do fucking what? Okay, so,
1: (laughs) think about this, think about this. You're Roy Scheider as an actor, right? And you're trying to get into character as a person from the mainland... Who goes to a town where you're aquaphobic and having to get on a boat to go hunt a shark right. in the middle of the ocean. So as an actor, damn, that's a hard uh, task to fulfill, you know, like It that's, certainly is, man. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy how that how they were able to, to get that. So, alright, any other things that you love about this
0: one?
2: Um Gosh. I just uh, the music, obviously. I mean that huh. I mean what what I my notes is that John Williams enough said. I mean we know his track record. But one of the things that I find interesting is, uh, you know, less is more approach. John Williams said he wanted to take a very tribal, primitive approach to the music uh, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's a prehistoric creature that we're living in this, in this, in the shark's world, right? Right, right. The shark has been here long before us, and I think the music kind of, like, portrays that. Uh, And then, you know, I guess, I guess for me, it's just, we know what John Williams, you know, went on to do from there, but, um, yeah, I mean, great stuff. I mean, what, what else, what else this to say? I mean, I've got a ton of likes, but I just think that, you know, it, those two things for me really stand out, obviously, you know, the, the music and of course Shaw's performance, but, okay. uh, and, and also too, it just, I think that the movie definitely has three distinct, three distinct classic mythological tale. There's three distinct parts of this movie. There's this, the setting up, you introduce the characters, there's uh, sort of the, the, the planning and figuring out and then the adventure, right? You right. Know? And, and, I, and I love when a movie kind of like, you almost feel like this is like, but yes, because in, in the history of films, this is on up there in the pantheon of like one of the greatest films ever made, but the story, the way it tells it falls into that mythological folklore. Yeah. And, and I think the the structure of the story, um, that's, all, that's really all Spielberg because the way he adapted it from the novel from Peter Benchley, he said... Peter Benchley's novel was fantastic. It was, you know, uh, and it was crazy. The novel came out seventy four. The movie seventy five. Very close. Very to close. close. Yeah. He said, but what he wanted to do is just sort of shave off and really get down and strip it down to more of like this, you know, classic adventure fucking.
1: Tale, so. Yeah, and, and, and thank goodness that P- uh, Peter Benchley actually wrote this novel because he pitched the idea to his wife, who basically said, I think you need to come up with a new story. Yeah. Uh, a shark terrorizing a small right. town. Mm, I don't think that's going to work. He ended up doing it, and uh, and it all worked out great. So Yeah. Um, and the thing is, too, like you were just talking- was it a
0: bestseller or anything?
1: It, it, it was the number one bestseller. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. The number one bestseller so. for 74, or uh, yeah, in 74, I believe. So they brought in, uh, and I'm probably saying his name totally wrong, but Carl uh, Gottlieb. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, so he was a, a more of a comedic writer. He was doing right. what? What was the TV show that he was doing? Do you guys oh, remember? Shit. Um, he was. It was like a I big. I read that somewhere. Uh, what
2: was and it? And he's all over. He's in the movie a ton. That guy. Yeah, he is. He's man. the one like taking the picture of all of them when they captured the tiger shark. He's that dude that's got the half balding and.
1: Odd uh, Couple is what he was odd, doing. Odd Couple. I mean. So yeah, so he was doing the Odd Couple. Uh, and he was a friend of Steven Spielberg's, I believe. He brought him in, they started kind of pitching the ideas back and forth, and he started kind of rewriting it to put comedy, to, to inject comedy into the film, which it made a huge, huge sure. difference, man. Sure. Uh, also, what was really cool, as is, is Steven Spielberg said, this was pretty much the only movie he ever did uh, that him and, um, and Carl Gottlieb were, were like actually talking to the actors, and they were kind of going back and forth about dialogue, because he was saying, like, look, these actors they get into the mindset of these characters more than anybody. Mm. So if they have ideas of things to say in the movie. It, I'm, I'm going to listen to them. I'm going right. to try. And then it was like this was like a Absolutely. really collaborative type of, uh, of effort to try and come up with a script that made sense. And, I mean, there you go. Well, and, mean, that's,
2: and, you know, that's that's funny because the last I want to talk about that, but Robert Shaw and that that monologue about the USS Annapolis. So that initially, whenever they decided to incorporate it to the film, was a lot longer. There was a gentleman by the name of Howard Shore that reduced it down to about a paragraph Robert Shaw believe it or not was a writer too and, a, and a, he'd written some different things at, also an actor he said okay as much you said uh, let me see if I can put my own feel my own sort of uh, emotion into it so he kind of took what Howard Shore did in that monologue and then really made it his own so being able to give the actors freedom to improvise matter of fact I think the line a dead, dead doll's eyes that was an improvised line yeah, I'm, I'm well, almost, the I'm you're almost... going to need
1: a bigger boat is, was an improvised line. Right. And by the way, that's funny because everyone thinks it's we're going to need a bigger boat, but it's you're going your to need a b- bigger boat. So I, I, we actually have Jaws playing in the background here as we're uh, talking about this. And, and speaking of comedic relief, uh, they just had the scene where Quint chugs a beer and just crushes the can. Crushes the can, the can. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and Hooper, like, drinks a little paper cup of water <laughs> and crushes it. <laughs> I love that part,
2: man. Oh, it's his greatness, but... Um, is there anything about the movie that you don't like? I, do, I don't think so. Okay. I, I, re, I really don't think so. I mean, uh, I have no idea. I mean, if, if it is, then it's so small that it just doesn't come to mind. And I and I made, I made have very extensive notes from different things, but there's really nothing that I can say that just doesn't work for me. Okay. Right.
1: All right, right on. Um, okay, well then let's go over to uh, Evil Eddie, man. What do you think about this film? It was man, uh,
0: very, very... Uh, undisputed classic. I mean, this is pre-Star Wars, so I'm wondering... Like, Isn't
2: that crazy? Yeah, I this wonder... This is
0: pre-Star, pre-Star Wars. Pre-Star two yeah. years before Star Wars yeah. came out. And I always wonder, like, would this movie be... I mean, because Steven Spielberg went on to do some major budgeted films. Had this been done post-Star Wars, I wonder if it'd be the same movie. I don't think I, so. I, I, yeah. I don't think it would, man. And that's always blown my mind that that's uh, this was like three years away from... N- not being what it is. Did you know that
1: George Lucas went on to set and uh, they accidentally jacked up uh, the, th- the shark uh, when he was there? You know <laughs> that story? Yeah, so, so he's, he was friends with Steven Spielberg. He, he wants to get inside the shark and look oh, at how the oh, mechanics wow. work and somebody pulled something, like, they were just joking with him, and he got stuck inside, like, the, the mouth, mouth closed, closed, and he got stuck inside, so they, I think they kind of had to, like, break it to get him out of there. Yeah. But, uh, well, I, think enough, I think they made, like, three of those shots? Five. Or five? five. Well, they? it, it, they're not all the same, though, man. It was really different angles. Was different. One was just a One could
2: move one way, and another one could, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's so, crazy. So they did it like
0: that, but, yeah, very, very cool. Um, so, yeah, pre-Star Wars, classic. Classic, yeah, absolutely. And then... Also, we mentioned earlier Halloween is kind of a similar movie and and it really is. It's Mm -hmm. centered around this force and then there's also this very simple yet effective score and that's just, that's exactly how Halloween, people think of Halloween. But even deeper than that, we got three characters that are the main characters similar to Halloween. That's Quint, Brody, and uh, Hooper. Those three. Other than that, Every everyone else is kind of an accessory in it, kind of bystander. Kind of, so. Yeah, but they, they play a role. All three of them have their single personality that makes it work, Absolutely. that makes them likable, that makes yeah. the viewer really get into them. This is very similar mm-hmm. because we got Hooper. He's a he's book smart, and then you got Quint, who's street smart, but he's kind of a loose cannon, tough as nails. And then you oh, get yeah. and then you get Brody, who's afraid of the water. The three shouldn't be on a boat, but that's what <laughs> makes it. That's what makes it so yeah. interesting. Their personalities grow into the plot of the movie. Mm. And I, I love that. I, I love how they work together. I've always saw the antagonist not as a shock. I always saw the antagonist as a mayor. I thought. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I he was the bad guy, his, really. Yeah, he, he really was a bad guy. Him and his fruit stripe gum like fucking suit that he's always got. I fucking love those suits,
1: man. If I can't find an anchor suit like he's got, that's That's the fucking one, one, dude. Yeah. He's like, I feel like he should have that hat from Caddyshack where he's like, oh, you buy this hat you get a bowl of (laughs) soup. Oh,
0: sure, it looks good on you. (laughs) Oh, it looks good on you. Now I know why tigers eat the young. (laughs) (laughs) But you were something before electricity. (laughs) (laughs) Dance of the dead. (laughs) But yeah, man, the mayor kind of is the bad. The mayor's a bad guy because, hey, if it was the mayor cooperated and saw it as a threat, you know, they would have, the beach would have been closed. They would have, they would have gotten real pros in there, but they kind of had to get a group of misfits and rogues and, you know, just working together. That's how it had to happen. They had to get, that was like their only resources. So without the mayor in, you know, the shark is just doing natural selection you know with uh the ignorance of the humans you know that's that's what this is about i think right. it's kind of like the shining it's uh about the ignorance of humans mm-hmm. and how we're uh just really we're just all animals Yeah, you know when we're in the water we're just uh, bait that's we're right. just uh They're, we're just it's food. their world man. it's um I, I think there's a little more beyond the movie but um it, uh, unbelievable classic i i've watched it many times and dislikes i have no dislikes similar to halloween i think it's almost a perfect movie very simplistic true but uh every time you watch it you kind of get a different you know take on it and i i love that about it but yeah that's about all i have yeah okay okay
1: so yeah man i mean i i agree with everything that you guys have said so far I i think that robert shaw's performance is the most memorable of the film um, but everything comes together. You, you know, it's like, like you said, it, it kind of sets it up where you, you, get to know the characters in the beginning and then it doesn't really introduce the whole shark aspect until later. I mean, even though the first scene of the movie is the shark attack, uh, which is terrifying, man. Yeah, it, it really uh, You is. know, the way they filmed that. Uh, the way that her
2: body kind of jerked under a little bit at a time, you know, it's like, it's yeah. violent, but subtly violent, you know?
1: Yeah. And, and they, the, what they did with that was, uh, they had like a, a it was like 10 men, uh, they were uh, tied her to ropes or cables, basically. That's right. And they were up on the shore. And yeah. the, and like one, one group of guys would tug her one way, and then one would tug her the other way. And, I mean, she said it was actually painful. I'm sure. Uh, kind of like
0: The Exorcist, huh?
1: Kind of, yeah. yeah like similar it. to that production. So, uh, gosh, I cannot remember her name. Uh, it was Susan Back, Backlany? Yeah,
2: yeah, that sounds about Chrissy right. Chrissy is who she yeah. plays.
1: Um, but, no, I mean, it was kind of crazy, too, because that very last little breath of, uh, you know, The breath that she gives Right Um, Steven Spielberg actually like Poured water down her In her mouth In her throat She kind of coughs it up It's kind of a waterboarding Type thing (laughs) I mean And and guys I'm taking all of this From the making of It's like you know You can watch that shit And be like yeah I already fucking know That information but You
2: know what And you know what's crazy I think that Speaking of that real fast Is the making of Jaws Itself is a huge deal Yeah Like it was like Whenever it was released Like there's not many movies That the making of Is almost Is just like Kind of one of those things Like it's not obviously as good as the movie, but people were just so fascinated with the movie that when they finally got that, and I can't remember the, the gentleman's name, but that's a huge, huge thing, the making of Jaws and the whole documentary. That's a... Uh, it's a really good one. It's a really good one. Very yeah. interesting, very intriguing to watch. know how of movies up until that point are, you know, that really... I can't say that it set the standard of making of documentaries, but I, I want to say that it, it kind of is like... Set, I guess, I don't know.
1: Set the tone. Set the tone, for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, there's a... You know, I love the cast of this movie. I think that they, they they casted it really well. It's you know, they, they were trying to get Charlton Heston uh, to be uh, Brody. That was their original... Um,
0: yeah, didn't Steven Spielberg say he didn't want to use any A-list stars?
1: That's, yeah, so, I mean, he was just too big for the movie, so they wanted somebody... And I think, uh, as the story goes, he was at a party. Steven Spielberg was there, and, and Roy Scheider came up to him. They started chatting. Steven recognized him because Roy was an actor. Uh-huh. They started chatting, and, and Steven was kind of... Distraught over the fact that they couldn't find a lead for this new movie called Jaws and Roy says well I'm an actor I'd love to tell that story and bada boom there it was was. so he's he's in the movie and he's great in the movie he plays he's a very um, just down to earth realistic type character Uh, Robert Shaw again obviously did great Uh, you know I gotta be honest guys I'm not I don't recognize Robert Shaw from anything else he was in older movies you know he died shortly after this was made so uh i you know unfortunately i've never seen the sting i know that uh uh-huh. is robert redford in that one as well the sting i'm pretty I sure that's robert redford yeah. yeah yeah i know that's one of those like classics that you gotta yeah. see those type of things i know he's in that i know he's in uh from russia with love one of the james bond movies mm-hmm. and he's a villain that's pretty cool roy scheider was in the french connection uh before that that's kind of the only other title that i recognize for him richard drivis on the other hand i recognize a lot of things from him uh for him uh, American Graffiti, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Stand mm. By Me, uh, What About Bob, Mr. Holland's Opus, which I love that movie. Yeah. And then he actually reprises his role of- Reprise. Uh, reprise? Yeah. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Because everybody says that fucking different.
2: Tomato, tomato, yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: Reprises his fucking role of, um, of Hooper in Piranha 3D the the remake of piranha yeah yeah he comes back it's just a cameo but it's kind of funny you know uh lorraine gary uh she plays uh brody's wife she really wasn't in a whole lot of films after that except for jaws movie she was in jaws 2 and then jaws 4 the revenge which i like that one a lot yeah jaws 2 and 3 meh i like jaws 4 pretty good um Murray Hamilton plays Mayor Vaughn, the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other thing I recognize him from was Amityville Horror. He was the priest. That's right, and that yeah. so that oh. was pretty cool. Amityville,
2: yeah, and, and Amity,
1: Amity Island. Amity Island, yeah. What, what a coincidence! Uh, and then, of course, you know, as far as uh, crew goes, fucking Steven Spielberg. Can you beat it? You know, um, well, I mean,
2: twenty six, dude, twenty six years, years old. old yeah, uh, when he made this, and you know, Sugarland Express, he did that. I guess the year prior. He and, did Duel uh, And Duel And Duel is
1: similar to Jaws As you know It's an 18 wheeler That you never see The that driver That fucking
0: great We yeah, gotta talk about that Fantastic one. movie Yeah
1: And he was also uh, You know my favorite Movies from Stephen King I mean Stephen King's Fucking Steven Spielberg That was really awkward That was, that was, that was awkward I you called him Stephen yeah. King Sorry Sorry, sorry Stephen Stevie Stephen <laughs> <laughs> I'm a director Okay <laughs> <laughs> But fucking Jurassic Park Dude yeah, you know Hook. I love Hook. Oh, Hook's oh yeah. Well, have you
0: watched that as an adult? It's still good, bro. No, it's not. It's a bunch of screaming kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I really did not. Ruffio. Yo. You know what?
2: I'm thinking about this. That is that is actually maybe another episode. Is movies that we've seen as haven't seen in a while and watch as adults that were just not nearly didn't hold up nearly as well. I think that'd be interesting. Oh
0: yeah, that would be.
1: That would be interesting. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Uh, I gotta go back into this. So, I, I, you know, you guys have both talked about John Williams' uh, score for this movie. Uh, John Williams, I would say, is my second favorite uh, movie composer. Uh, I would say that uh, Danny Elfman's my number one. Yeah. I just love Danny Elfman's Danny weirdness. Elfman's great. Uh, plus, I love Oingo Boingo. So. <laughs> and. Um, so I don't think this movie would have been quite what it is if you didn't have the cinematography. You guys know that I talk about cinematography mm. pretty much every episode. Yeah. Bill Butler did this Bill one. Butler. What Steven Spielberg asked him to do is, I want you to make this to where you're right on the horizon yeah. between the water yeah. and land or whatever. So that's right. they created this kind of glass box uh, for the camera so that's when you see like half of it's underwater half Mm -hmm. of it's above so it's almost like the shark is is right there looking it's like the 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 point of view of the shark Uh, so I thought you know if you don't have that it just okay if they couldn't use the shark as much as they wanted to do they used everything else they could do to trick you to make it make it more of a psychological what if type of thing I mean even Steven Spielberg told um, the girl who played Chrissy in the beginning um, you know this first scene I want kids crawling under the chair. That's right. uh, You know, scared. You Mm -hmm. know, that's how I want this to be. And they were able to accomplish that without even seeing the fucking shark, man. That's right. It's so effective. Yeah, it's great. I love the look of Bruce the shark. Bruce was named after Steven Spielberg's lawyer. um, And that's kind of funny. But I think that he looks fantastic. I think it's, you know, that it wouldn't be the same today if they do a CGI shark. Yeah, it wouldn't. You know, the only other shark movie that comes to mind that's, like, worth shit, really, is Deep Blue Sea. That movie is really cool but those are cgi sharks yeah. and you know i just i don't think they look nearly as good and i like the the practical effects that's what we we always talk about yeah. with these older movies like prior to like the 90s you had a lot of, of practical effects that's right i mean really even through the 90s but still uh, i just respect that so much more and so yeah there's that favorite scene of the movie uh you know uh, how we went and talked to bobby earlier at harbor video bobby when he's like what kind of fish is that? What kind of shark is that? And he goes, "It's a tiger shark." Awa, awa. Favorite scene of the movie, man. That's the that, best.
2: I've seen an interview with that guy, and he said that. I mean, people come up to him and say that line all the time. Yeah. that's what he's known for. Right? <laughs> the, awa,
1: awa. It's just great, man. Yeah, so awesome. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything about this movie that I don't like. It's and it's. And- it's Pretty perfect. Pretty damn near perfect. Yeah. You know, it's just going back to the cinematography. I think it's just a really good-looking movie. You know, a lot of movies from the seventies, any of the big-budget movies, they just have this this color to them. This like this, I don't know. It's, it's kind something of that you,
2: washed out or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's just different. And um, I think that movies in the seventies looked better than they did in the eighties, personally. Mm-hmm. And then I think that movies in the '90s also looked better than movies in the '80s. Yeah, uh, I don't know what that is. Something
2: going on in the '80s with the cameras they were using, or technology, or just yeah. I, I mean, there's
1: some really great looking movies yeah. in the '80s, but I think in
0: general, there's really, really good looking movies in the yeah. '70s. They they drastically improved from the '50s and well, '60s. I mean, well, be, well, the a, '80s also decided to take the musting from the '70s and just square it up. Yeah. yeah, man, Mustangs got real ugly there for a while, didn't they?
2: <laughs> yeah, the '80s. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess it was all the Coke going around. I think people too. Are just like, yeah, it's,
0: it's like, it's like you know,
2: it's like the beginnings of like CGI. We're talking about that. You look at like early movies that incorporated CGI. Some of that is ugly, but now the CGI is like you know, we prefer practical effects. But some of the stuff they're doing is like so realistic. It's like right. you know, It's finally coming to its own. Twenty years later. And I think the '80s was a weird, like a lot of things were starting to become more digital, mm-hmm. and I think you had a, a mixture of analog and digital, and it was really didn't know what it, it, was, it was having a hard time figuring itself out. Yeah,
1: and what I like about today's movies is that they can blend the two. You got some practical effects with CGI. I still on top. wish they
2: would do more practical. Effects. I do oh, too. Yeah, me too. I
1: do too. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. you know, I guess there's a time and place for everything. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, we just got a time repeats. You know, the '80s that just we just listened to the guy that always has the better idea in his head and he's always like oh (laughs) trust me (laughs) trust me this is gonna be it's gonna be awesome yeah yeah. Yeah, we just need to give that guy more you know power to make the call the shot that's That's right right. and And we we might get those movies you know we just gotta get the guy on coke (laughs) <laughs> to come, in. we just need to re- coke resurgence. I yeah, yeah, yeah. If, be we, if we get more coke, then
1: it's all going to be good. It's, so
0: <laughs> we, we could solve
1: it. All right. So last thing I want to talk about uh, is just the poster, the cover art. Um, oh man, man, dude, it's just like one of the most iconic uh, posters of all time. We talked about that with Halloween. You know, Jaws. If it's a movie that, like, if I never seen it, I'd never even heard of it. But I I went to a video store and saw the cover.
2: I'd be like, oh shit, that's a good one. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Very cool looking. So it's funny you say that. So uh, they got the image for the, the poster from the novel. Right. And the gentleman that illustrated the novel, his name is Roger Castell. And what's funny is that he is obviously the biggest thing. Well, at the time it wasn't, obviously, but it didn't – no one knew where this movie was going to go. But he went to do research. He went to a museum – where uh, a science museum, and I can't remember which one it was exactly, to get some inspiration to draw this picture. Yeah. Well, it just so happened that the when he went to the museum, uh, they were cleaning the shark exhibit. So all the sharks, and he, and he took his camera with him, all the sharks were laying on their sides like this, you know, with mm-hmm. their mouths sort of open. Okay. And so every picture he has, it wasn't like they were standing up in a pose. They were all like where you could see the mouth like that. So okay. he said, well, that's what I took pictures of. He started kind of playing around with it. And so the idea of the shark kind of coming up from the water with this single swimmer and this very ominous, like, I mean, there's a lot of negative space, right? There's nothing here. It's simple. It wasn't a conscious decision. It was just kind of how it was. just so happened the sharks were being cleaned. Mm -hmm. You know, from the exhibit, they were all laying on their sides. All the pictures she kind of took were from that angle. And And he says, that's a real interesting angle because a lot of times you look in books, you see sharks head on or kind of like the length of them. He said, but just that. He said that was just added. So anyway, they took that picture from the novel, and then they made it into the poster, and then and the rest is history. history. Yeah, and it it, it arguably may be the most recognizable film poster of all time. It's it's very well could be because they they even go as far as saying that that picture was used in like really in a lot of political ads where the shark could be taxes and then the yeah. common price and they, they use it in you know, so many different things right. it, it's just it's sort of iconic so you know a lot of people say it's the most visually like when you see that you know it's, jo- you know it, the you know it's just
1: jaws. well we just talked about the Halloween poster that's like a, a single image pretty, right? pretty iconic this we is kind of a, a single go. image uh, Jurassic Park is a single image you know what I mean so it's not like a whole lot going on so like let's think about like the Avengers movies the mm-hmm. new ones that has like fucking you know 48 right. characters on the fucking right. poster it's like so much going on yeah that looks cool too Right. But when you have something that's, like, more on the simple side like this, I think it's more effective. I, I need to do a ranking
0: uh, episode where we rank I would love movie covers. Oh, yeah. that's a
1: great idea. We should do that. Yeah. And,
2: you know, what's funny, too, is they talk about the poster. It kind of goes with the marketing behind this. The marketing campaign for this was uh, really – it was specific and it was a tactical sort of – the way that they – the gentleman that they got to do the voiceover for the trailers, um, it was his idea uh, – to do the voice the way that he did and if you if you I think his name was something Rodriguez uh, I can't remember but anyway they taught there's an interview with Percy Rodriguez and he was a voice actor he on purpose he wanted his voice to be that low subtle menacing you know if God created a monster it, it would have to it was his choice because they wanted him to be intense mm-hmm. you know it's a movie about a shark and so they wanted him to be more high pitched and, yeah. and real intense but he said no all the all the you know all the sort of visuals you have for the trailer it's this camera moving through the water yeah. and sort of stalking its prey uh, so super effective so like apparently I mean I can't imagine like seeing trailers or pictures like you know a lot of the ads are just like that you know this summer like imagine the hype that was around like, the there wasn't anything not remotely close to close that close to it that yeah. had been out before um,
1: but yeah fascinating shit man fascinating it's, it's a fantastic movie I'm so very, very glad that we decided to cover this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a cool idea. So, yeah, yeah guys, uh, anything else that we want to talk about this yeah, you one? want
0: to take a break and then come back and talk about our favorite kills? Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure, we can do a little kill, yeah. Yeah. Get some, some good ones in here. Okay.
2: Sure. Okay. Let's take a break.
0: <laughs> if you'd like to keep in touch with us, please email us at 666 horror at gmail.com we look forward to your thoughts, feedback, and recommendations. If you want to follow us on social media, catch us on Instagram and Facebook, 66.6 The and on Twitter, you can follow us at 66 underscore horror. We look forward to hearing from you guys, so listen up and stay scary.
2: Farewell, Andadoo. Uh,
0: to you fair Spanish Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu to you
2: ladies of Spain. For we received orders to sail back to Boston.
0: And And so nevermore shall we see Show me the way to go home Woo! I'm t-
1: Swimming
2: with Boar-Legged Women.
1: Oh!
2: Okay, guys. So, welcome back. From the break. Been a long one. I hope you guys drain the main vein. Yeah, drain the lizard. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: uh, so let's go over our favorite kills yeah the film. There's a few in this flick. There's a few good ones. So, yeah. Lynn, lead us off, man. What was your favorite kill?
2: Honestly, man, uh... It's tough, but I think that the very first you know, opening scene, the girl gets... Know, like, swimming at oh, night, yeah. And then, um, to top that off, we were kind of talking in the break a little bit, like, also, too, the aftermath of that, seeing her body, like... You mm. just see it from, like, a sort of a weird angle looking up, but the crabs kind of crawling out of her washed-up corpse or what's re- left of it and kind of, like, a... The remnants? A, a, a hand here and, like, hair kind of draped back in the sand and just, you know, I think it goes back to the way that she was kind of, like... Gets kind of tugged under, and
0: she's like, uh, uh, and it's just, uh, it's creepy, but yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with that one.
1: Yeah, okay, I totally get that one.
0: Did, I like what you mentioned about the, you know, the police officer playing with the sand. Kind of oh, the deputy? Like, yeah, It's yeah. kind of weird,
1: he's like, he, he discovers the body, and he's sitting there, and he's kind of playing with the sand, like all, like, yeah. all melancholy,
2: yeah, I think drama, you know, dramatic. I don't think that Amity Island gets a, gets a lot of, they. Pr- I mean, I think even... They mentioned Brody mentioned it. There hasn't been like a single homicide. You know, yeah. For, they're oh, they're just
0: mostly mischief. Yeah,
2: that. yeah. So it probably he's probably seeing a body washed up on the shore probably put him in a very weird, yeah.
0: state. Yeah.
1: Well, it's that's a that is a good one. And it, it god, it just sets the movie up. Uh kind of let you know does. this one's and gonna I, be I a scary that. movie. Yeah, they yeah. noted that. It's okay. just like this
2: movie gets, right from the beginning, from this opening scene, it reels in. It, it kind of like Halloween. Oh!
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like Halloween. You, yeah, you yeah. kind of chose opening kill scene for the I, Halloween. I did, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You yeah. like those
1: opening kill scenes?
0: I do. Yes. The same
2: thing, my favorite scene in The Shining is the opening scene. I like openings. Yeah. Wow. Gross. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. You know, like a
2: grand opening, like a new Target or something in yeah. your area.
1: That's so what you meant, dude. I I see it. That weird pervy looking. Oh, in your eyes. shut up. <laughs> You stop it. <laughs> you
0: stop it. All right, on to the man who needs no opening. <laughs> All
1: right, at my hub is it me, Taryn? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So my favorite kill is Quint. Uh, so when the when Jaws just leaps out of the water, uh, which seems pretty unrealistic, but he breaches onto the boat and then he and it causes the boat to to start going in the water. I think the reason why I mean not only is it like kind of like. What I would consider the most brutal kill, just because when the blood squirts out of Quint's mouth, oh, yeah. it's just like it's like wow. And so then, it gets me
2: every time I see it. Right, oh.
1: I think that, but also, man, like the way that the boat is kind of sinking on one side, Quint's holding on, and uh, and I think the whole point of Quint is like that he's so tough as nails, so kind of egotistical that he's like, he thinks, this sh- there's no way this shark could get him. Yeah. There ain't no way. And he even says it in the, somewhere, this shark's he doesn't know what's coming, like, he doesn't that's know that, what I've got for that's him. right. Or something yeah. like that. So mm-hmm. he just like, th- this is not even a possibility for him. Not but, even at all. And so, the I think the, the look in Robert Shaw's eyes that he portrays of like the realization of oh fuck, it's oh happening. fuck. It's happening.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm I'm holding on and then the, the uh, air tank like rolls over his fingers right. and he can't hold on, and then Brody tries to grab his hand and it slips, and it's just like just, he's going, yeah. and you can just see he's trying to kick away, and then and fucking imagine know, the
2: terror of knowing that that twenty five foot just beast is at the one end of your feet, and the boat, you're, I mean the gravity, everything's working against you, right? You're sliding down.
1: Uh, well, absolutely. I mean, think yeah. about this. Like even, I mean, yeah, the the scene in the beginning with Chrissy where she's getting pulled under. Obviously, that's a that's like like a lengthy death like Mm -hmm. she knows that something's getting her ass still can't see it i mean i'm sure she's assuming shark 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 you know whatever's happening um so there's that but every other kill in this movie they really don't see it coming it's true. Quint sees it coming. He does. Yeah. That's yeah, like, a, does. you know, tr- you know, walking into a fucking lawnmower blade or something going right, and, and knowing right. it's coming. It's coming. It's a coming. It's and not, I, you know.
2: And, and, and you, know, you say, how would you go? This, that, another. I mean, you know, bitten in half. That's got to be painful. Painful, yeah. slow way to die.
1: Right, right. And that lawnmower, that was a uh, Frankenhooker reference, by the way. <laughs> oh, I thought
0: <laughs> it was a Dead Alive reference. I thought it was
2: a Point Break reference. I thought
1: it was a Leprechaun Part 3 reference. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> um, I thought
2: it was a Lawnmower Man reference.
1: God damn it. There's a lot of lawnmower kills. I didn't realize <laughs> Why is it really cool, but yeah, that's my favorite kill. Evil Eddie. What's your favorite
0: kill? You know that was a tough one, but I went with the one where Brody sees his son is in the danger of the shark, oh, yeah. and uh, the guy in the boat's trying to kind of help out.
2: Hey, you need help with that? You kids okay? <laughs> oh shit, my leg! Oh fuck! <laughs>
0: That whole sequence is awesome. Yeah, yeah, just, I like, meant to say the that earlier. The whole beach yeah. is running towards it. Uh, running towards the mayhem. <laughs> and no one can do anything about it. There's That's
1: terrifying. Yeah. And everybody looks at the whole beach running and they're like, A oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Wait, would you guys agree with me that that leg, that, that like severed leg as it's floating down, that is one toned leg. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm like, damn, he look at the... He did not skip leg day. No, no, he didn't. Look at the calves on but this his guy. his leg yeah.
2: skipped out on him. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah,
1: yeah, he's a real skipper. See what I did there? <laughs> oh, man, we're getting aquatic honey today. A-O. Uh, oh,
0: yeah. So that was your favorite kill. Yeah, I, I love the way that no one could do anything, and that's got to be terrifying. Is knowing that you're about to go under, and the whole, like f- almost the whole fucking island can see it. So many people are seeing it happen, yeah. and knowing mm-hmm. that they can do nothing he about it. About yeah, yeah, and yeah. So that one always gave me the willies. Yeah, good ones. See yeah. what I did there? The free willies. The <laughs> willies.
1: Oh Wow, dude. A O. You guys remember it, me, myself, and Irene? Where he's like, "But you said you would eat blubber." And he's like, "I'll oh, should be eating blubber, all right." Just as soon as I free Willie. <laughs> oh. Love it, man! All right, boys. Does that do it for us for Jaws? Sure as hell does. Yeah, really so, do it. all right. Uh, you know, I think. I think.
2: You guys ever had shark?
1: I actually have. Yeah, I have too. Yeah, shark dick.
2: Oh, well, that's we'll see. You. Well, it. I
1: I like it.
0: (laughs) It's good. Shark dick?
1: Yeah. I don't want
0: a shark dick, man. (laughs) Well. Let me go crazy, but a
2: shark dick, (laughs) man. ZZ Cock.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, this is fun. I wonder if anybody listening is like, are these guys, like, obsessed with dicks? (laughs)
0: Probably. I'm starting to assume that. I I guess so.
2: We just have a fucking personality. It's a sense of humor of like a sixth grader. (laughs) And and I like it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Alright
2: guys, that about does
1: it for today. Yeah. And until next time. So tell us something.
2: Do you agree or disagree with us? Do we miss something? Is there something horror related that you'd like to hear us cover? Make sure and let us know. Like and shark scribe. On social media and keep in touch with us between episodes. We look forward to hearing from you. So listen up! And remember, stay scary! <laughs> well,
0: the sun is going down and you're looking for some horror flicks. At the catcher, no way to surf the radio and stop at 66. Then let the face out to Down do you disagree, I feel the same way too Tune in every month or so to see your movie picks Are you sick, you need a fixie noodle point sixty six point.